Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Attack Action Podcast. Tonight, we have in one corner the mustached man himself. Shh, he's a secret. Colin Honingman. And in the other corner, the old standby, the old reliable, also sporting a mustache and glasses, Taylor Morrow. <sighs> yeah, let's fucking go. Rip his mouth off, yes. <laughs> What's up, Attactioneers? This is the heavy hitter season of the Attack Action Podcast. Welcome. Buckle up, Buttercup, unless you want to get in the face by this podcast audio. Colin, how are you doing? I'm doing so good. That was the most heavy-hitting intro I've ever received in my life. So how could I not be good? That's what she said. I'm, I think I'm sweating now, actually. <laughs> it's cold out here, but it's hot in here. Nice. Uh, I mean. You did say that, like, our intro is a bit mopey, and that's a perfect reenactment of how you actually sound in real life. So yes. I, as I said, brought some sauce to put on your burrito. So there you go. You're welcome. Well, I've I've humbly taken the saucy burrito, the wet burrito, if you will, <laughs> and I will eat it because it's it is good. It's, it's good so for good. me. Hell yeah! Got vegetables in it. Everybody needs those. Beat tummy, beat chest, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. That's great. What's up, man? Dude, uh, I'm going to vamp a little bit about how crazy my life has been recently. (laughs) Preach. Let's hear it. Okay, preach. Okay, so uh, basketball season, I I can't remember when I updated last, but... Basketball season is crazy. We have been digging ourselves out of a very low point where we got smoked by our private Catholic school rival in our home opener for league. And uh, it, was, it was devastating. Packed house in front of everybody's friends and family and you get embarrassed. So that was pretty tough. And then we went on the road immediately after that and played another team we should have beat by 20 and lost to them by 10. And uh, we had a parent come out of the stands and into our locker room to fire the kids up. Like, you guys aren't playing hard enough. You guys don't love your coach. You need to play harder for You know, just like, like wow, damn. Like, you know, absolute, so rock bottom that a, a parent who just as like, man, you're doing a great job, you know, so chill, got so fired up that they needed to go yell at children, you know, in a, in a positive, (laughs) constructive way, which was cool. And then we had a deep, soulful talk afterwards. And, uh, we've been climbing out of that. So we're on a nice little wind streak here. And the moment of truth is upon us where we will play said rival who smoked us by 30 at their place, we're recording this on a Wednesday in two days' time. Let's go. Let's go. So, give them some of that embarrassment. If we win, 
We will share a piece of the league title, which will be our third in a row, will be the third time in the last 18 years that our school has won a league title. The last two were the last two previous years. And so I did this as all motivation for them too, which then we just wound up having like a really <laughs> shitty practice. I was like, okay, as far back as the online data goes, goes back to 2004. Our rival has won league 10 times. We have won it twice, which are the last two years. <laughs> so, and then we've gotten last place eight times. So like when I say these games mean a lot, they mean a lot, kids, especially to everybody who's at them, who has seen us historically lose a mini games to this school. So we need, yeah. this is an important game. And then we just like, you know, I don't know if anybody else is a teacher out there. When you kind of have these big moments now, children just kind of look at you like, I'm overwhelmed, you know, nobody's like, you know, gets up and it's not like in a movie. They're like, fucking a coach we're gonna fucking win this game you know what i mean and then you guys all just run out there and just like everybody's dunking for three you know <laughs> <laughs> yes dunking for three <laughs> throwback to my dream and basketball <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah i mean i feel like i mean i would be overwhelmed <laughs> totally fair. Uh, but it life isn't like a movie and Sometimes reality is hard to deal with. But I have questions. I, One. I have answers. How do you know that you should have beaten a team by 20? Um, is that just like a thing you say or like yeah. you're just like, no? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so f based upon, so this is how we know we should have beat this team by 20. We then play, so they just got beat by a team by they just lost a, a game before we played them to a team we were about to play after them. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So that team beat them by three. And then we beat that team by 30. Okay. <laughs> so that's how you do the Fair. math. <clears throat> All right. That makes sense. Right. Next. Yeah. Okay. Was this parent invited to the locker room or did no. they just show up themselves and decided <laughs> they, to do it they beat me in there they they sprinted <laughs> out of the stands before i could get there that's awesome shout out to who whomever's parent that is hell yeah doing a good job yeah yeah it was awesome hope they're a flesh and blood player <laughs> <laughs> i get why you are better at dealing with the ups and downs of competition having to suffer dude losses in front of a great big crowd of people you know yeah like not dozens like hundreds of people yeah you like know the whole area is out y there yeah totally two communities worth of people you know there's an yeah, ours that's that that will toughen you up and then you have to go to work the packing. next day <laughs> yeah, and then everybody goes exactly. man what happened you know everybody yeah your coworkers, <laughs> students. It's a it's just you just have to relive the worst loss of potentially your your last five years all over again the next day. Oh, that's brutal. It's not funny, but it is kinda Dude, it's so brutal. <laughs> I was so close to calling into work. It was just really? so close. And I'm just like, it won't matter if I show up 
on Monday, <laughs> they'll still have all of that stuff they wanted to ask me, you know? Yeah. So that was you really know, tough. They're talking about the big game, but it was your big game and a big loss. Yeah. Last, last thing that then has also happened on top of all of this, as we're a, a Phoenix rising from the ashes here, trying to be much like Phi in the rising rebellion, uh, a giant rainstorm came through and almost washed my house away. I had uh, 360 degrees of water all around my house. And uh, this is also kind of, look, normally, guys, we do bullshit this long before we get to flesh and blood stuff. But those of you who have deep parasocial relationships with us, need this part of the podcast and we need their listenership okay so you just got to bear with us we'll get to the flesh and blood stuff we got a lot of juicy stuff coming but those people need this more than you yeah. need the flesh and blood stuff okay so just be patient and enjoy the ride all right <laughs> carrying on 360 have, degrees of water <laughs> have a game we have a game so i'm in at the school me and my beautiful wife, Maria, who is a person in her own right, go out to eat afterwards. And we're like, okay, yeah, we know our road is probably flooded. We'll be fine. You know, cars, cars have been moved. Everything is fine. Our dog is with us. Cool. So we show up. We're like, we got to get there before dark. Show up. We're like, oh, damn. There is water covering the road a mile before our house. And that is atypical. Oh, look. There's friend of the podcast and my tenant and my personal friend, Levi. They're at the edge of the water. We'll talk to him. And we all conferred like, okay, well, maybe it's just this part of the road is low. We'll wade through. It doesn't look that deep. And then it'll must be dry because it's on a bend, you know, so we can't see farther down the road. We're like, it's probably after the bend is fine. Start walking along. Dog Hilda's, you know, doing just fine. Now she's starting to swim. Oh, getting a little deeper. Okay, she's keeping up swimming. Great job. Good dog, blah, blah, blah. Uh-oh. Good dog. It is now waist deep. <laughs> and the current is strong. So now I have to hold Hilda and we're trudging through. And then from behind us, some other neighbors show up and they're just like, wait, we have a boat. <laughs> it's flooded the whole way down. And we're like, oh shit, this is really bad all of a sudden. And it's like freezing water you know, five o'clock at night. So we get in the boat and it, you know, has a shit, shit motor. So we're paddling and one guy's actually just still in the water, pulling us along and it's getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And it goes, you know, belly button height on like a six foot one guy. So it's like three and a half feet deep, four feet deep. And then we round the bend and it's just more water. <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> Oh God. And so then it gets a little too shallow, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we make it to a point where after we've then have to get out of the boat and then there's no dry land to get back on the boat to, uh, without capsizing it, we just have to kind of walk this boat to where we can then get to the woods to walk past the flood to my house. <laughs> so we do that and it's pitch black by this time. Uh, and we, we find Levi's girlfriend who's at this like dry spot. She had to leave the house cause now there's water in our cottage and we walk through the woods and we show up to the property and it's just 
water is everywhere. But it did not get into the main house. But poor, uh, shout out to Levi and Ellen got into their house. And so we're now dealing with that. So I had a very stressful night where four more inches of water in our house and we're super fucked. So thankfully that is not the case, but it's pretty wild when you're like looking out your front door and there's a literal river rushing in front of your, whatever it is, your front door. And it's not, not the street. It's just all water. Yeah. And I've, I've been to your house. Yeah. And your porch is very, very high. Yeah. So when you said that, I was like, holy shit. And I also know that the river is like down over there. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was worrying. And I hope Levi gets through it. But, you know, I'm glad everyone could be here for, and the water rises, a Taylor Morrow story of harrowing <laughs> basketball, uh, heroics and real life uh flood survival dude it was so it was get, nuts get you neighbors with the boat <laughs> yeah totally i ran into that kid uh who sa- helped save us with the boat like when the road flooded again this weekend but just like so mild comparatively and he was like you know the part about being rural sometimes is a good thing because they're really disaster prepared you know, yeah. the herd of hadas or whatever. And he was like, well, I got a new, got a new motor on the boat. So I'll just float by if you need me. And I'm just like, cool. <laughs> I don't know why you have this accent. We're in Northern California, but awesome, dude. Dude. Country is country. No matter where <laughs> yeah, you are. Totally it is, you know, so I've met people from all over California who are like, wow, that is a draw on you, sir. Great, great job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in live update news, so you may have seen an earthquake <laughs> I experienced just right now. Oh, shit. So that's fun. <laughs> Are you okay? Nothing fell off your uh, shelves. No, it was just a little just a little thing. I saw my microphone stand do a little wiggle, and uh, it was about 4.5 4. out of uh, oh, San decent. Bernardino. That's decent. Uh, not to bring up the Bernard. Burn, Bernards. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, too close of a word. <laughs> those, too close. Those who must not be named. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so sorry. I got a little distracted. It's all good. When I was like, is this is this it? <laughs> yeah, totally. As you say the, every time. The greatest podcast ever is just <laughs> when you survive the earthquake and keep going. That's how much of a professional you are. It's okay. I got my dog right here. We'll be okay. My wife is safe in the other room. I'm in the room with all the fall hazards. So, mm-hmm. anyways, <laughs> I was gonna make some sort of stupid joke about masculinity or something like that, but you know, it's antiquated and doesn't need to be said. So, Ma- masculinity is a joke. Boom. Boom. All right, well, podcast over. That's that's all. That's all very. That was a lot of things. That it was. Happened to you. I know. You know, and I'm. Know. I'm glad that you guys are. You you're getting out of your rut. You're making a comeback. That's always a great underdog story. Yeah. Gonna get that three peat. Uh, I mean, it's just you know you're doing a great job. You don't worry about that. <sighs> we'll see. Kids are gonna be kids. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. You can't. You can't really control them. No. You can just try your best. Yeah. It's like when you shuffle up a deck of good cards and you're like, 
well, I hope I don't just pull all the bad ones right <laughs> off the bat. Sometimes you do. Yeah. It's very true. Colin, has anything been happening in your life worthy of 15 minutes? <laughs> Fuck. I don't think so. <laughs> nice. No. I I just been working a lot. How's work? A lot about microprocessors. Mm-hmm. It's going. Okay. We're doing a we're doing a big Super Bowl installation. So How many gigantic robots are there in this one? Uh, just one regular sized robot. Actually, the same size ones that we used on Beyonce, which look bigger because they're on big, tall stands. But they're like you know. I guess they're me-sized if they're all totally stretched out, so that's kind of big, I guess. It's a big robot. That's they're, fun. They're cute. They're the cute robots, not the scary ones that will murder you. Right and now. And I don't mean like Until Skynet gets a hold of them. Yeah, not like the sentient robots that will murder you. Just like robots that will not stop when they hit you, and they will just <laughs> continue to push through your body. Uh, we use those ones, too, and they're... They always make me nervous. These ones, they'll stop. They'll be like, oh, I hit something. I'm stopping. You're like, thanks, bud. That's good. That's a good robot. Uh, yeah, so I'm just doing a lot of that. Uh, and uh, I got sick last Friday, I think, mm. after mm-hmm. maybe from going to the AGE Open the week before. Who knows? I seem to be the only one who got sick, so maybe not. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> not COVID, but something not great. So I'm on the mend. I sound a little more nasally than usual <laughs> and a bit hoarse. So you're welcome and I'm sorry. I think in whatever order you like. I think people like it when when your voice does a thing in general, not you, but in general. Podcast <laughs> audio no, files. When, when you've when you've got the the sickness like you know it's a good time to record vocals for like singing and stuff because you can do some weird stuff because your your vocal cords are kind of just like i don't know what's going on (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Uh, but i don't sing much except to my dog constantly so uh not much recording going on there but anyways yeah that's about it uh yeah i don't know Yours was more exciting, so what can I say? It's all right. It's it's hard to follow embarrassing defeats and uh, natural disasters. So yeah, I know basically the 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 plot to Airbud. You know, yeah. <laughs> how do I follow that? I can't. Yeah, yeah, totally. It doesn't say dogs can't play. It's in you know. <laughs> That's what I need. I need a dog. I need some fucking dogs on my team. Bring Hilda. And win the game. <laughs> See how that goes. She would be awesome. She would be so good. Yeah. Although she does go for yeah. fakes, but she is definitely in in really good shape and is uh, a fucking bruiser. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. uh, I think we're going to jump over the news because we're talking a lot of topical things today. Uh, and we do have a shout out. Yeah, totally. We'll just shout out to our boy Zane, who in the first AGE f- open makes it to the finals, you know, just handsome well, as fuck doing his thing with Azalea, you know? Yeah, it was, uh, wait, was he finals? 
No, he was semifinals. Sorry, pardon me. Semifinals. That's what I meant. But still good. Still very good. Great job, Zane. Yeah, just a great homie. So I, uh, he's also on the mend as well, being sick. So hope you're you're feeling much better, Zane. Oh, well, then he also got sick in at the AGE. Oh, yeah, open. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he said he got the we, flu we bad. We found it. I'm patient zero. He's patient 0.5. There uh, you go. I hope I hope it wasn't too bad. Totally. Yeah, no, it was great. Great event. Uh, actually, that would be uh, – we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but first, we're going to plug ourselves. <laughs> if you'd like to support this here show, you can do one or more of the following items. And I'll start from free to most expensive. <laughs> For free, go leave a review on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify. It's real easy. Just go do it. I'd love to see us get more than a couple reviews. I know you're on there. Spotify listeners, it's right there. You just open your phone and go boop, boop, put a little thing. Appreciate y'all listening. Two. You could tell a friend, totally free. I understand if you don't. I don't tell some of my friends that I have a podcast because <laughs> I don't think they'd be interested. But you should tell your friends who love Flesh and Blood that you yep. like this podcast yep. and they should like it too. Thank you in advance. Number three, you can join our Patreon. Boom. Boom. This one costs money, but it's like, very cheap. I think you can do it for $4 a month. $1 a week. I've I've spent more money on things that I have immediately forgotten about. So, <laughs> you know, you could do this. Support our show so that we can continue making content and expand how we do this. You know, we have recently suffered the loss. Not, you know in yeah. life Ooh. just you know in the podcast yeah. of isaac jessen leaving the show hopefully for maybe it's temporary i don't know we said a lot of things last time i don't know if they were true <laughs> about him coming back but he might he could you never know he's a wild card uh he does what he wants he's a man who does what he wants <laughs> i was hoping i was going to think of something but i didn't uh he is a man so that's correct. He is a man. He once had a mustache. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but we're looking at perhaps expanding the team a little bit. You know, we've upgraded our recording abilities. Shout out to our, I'm going to call him our technical producer, Greg Greiner, uh, for <laughs> hooking us up with some sweet software and giving me some audio mixing tips, which I was only too proud to ask for for you know, three one years. episode of mixing the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I guess, yeah, for three years of doing it, the video. But thanks, Greg. He's the best. And he helps out, like, every single podcast in the Flesh and Blood community. <laughs> uh, he's just holding us all up with his greatness and uh, magnanimous behavior. Uh, so, yes, please think about supporting us through Patreon. You can... Pretty much you get access to our Discord and our our paywalled podcast, the Time Snap Potion, where we crack that Time Snap Potion, get an extra action point, and talk about whatever the fuck we want to. It's fun. Uh, 
and uh, you get to join our really positive and nice community of people that support this show. Uh, it is the most positive flesh and blood discord I belong to, and I love being there. And I like uh, everyone has reasonable takes on all the things that happen, <laughs> which uh, we'll get into more of that later. You know, uh, so yes, I just want to say about the pod, not the podcast, uh, the discord that it is for sure become the place where like, uh, I just share stuff all of the time. I'm just like the, the community there is so positive that that's like where I want to share things. So like when my house floods, uh, the discord knows before other parts of my life, you know, I definitely told my mom, but it's like, that's where I put, uh, those things you know what i mean detailed diagrams of uh how high the water was (laughs) yeah totally stuff like that um yeah at one point it was above my head and i'm six feet tall uh but uh so like you know you you post stuff on twitter or then you have it linked to your instagram and that links to your facebook and it is blast to all three of those things and you make one post to all three of those things for me i just most of the time am posting it to discord and letting people know my thoughts and stuff just because that's where I feel safe and the engagement is fun, you know? Yeah. So that's how I feel yeah. about it. You, you don't have to worry that somebody is just going to come and shit on you for saying, sharing your opinion on something. Uh, you can just do it and people will, will share their opinions and support each other. And it's, it's just a good time. So think about it. I understand money can be tight. And so if all you do is listen, we thank you. Totally. So that's our plug for us. Uh, and now we will. Well, tech technical, technical thing. I think we got a new patron oh. and they have, we haven't seen them in the discord yet. And so check if your email, check your email, that doesn't work uh get at us on twitters is a great way to get slide into the dms let us know because we don't see you in the discord and just gotta make sure that automated email still going out with the invite that still works so please let me know okay that's it wish you were here yep we look forward to it so shall we mosey into the main topic Oh, your your mosey sound effects were way different than mine. Thanks. It's okay. Everybody uh, mosey's different, you know. That's true. Yours is and that's with good. bell bottoms and too many buttons undone on your high collared shirt. But somehow, just don't know the right what that means because there there can't be too many buttons undone on my shirt. <laughs> Not with this amount of chest hair. Yeah. People I have not see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, fun fact. That is about true. Me. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I've seen you without a shirt. Anyways, here we are. We have arrived. We have arrived at the main topic. Boom. And guess what? It's a bunch of topics. We're going to talk about AGE. We're going to talk about the early preview drama. We're going to talk about ELO qualifications. AKA Grindergate. <laughs> We're going to talk about the James White interview at the celebrational 
in Queenstown that we're also going to talk about and the calling at Queenstown. And I, I think that's, I think that's covers everything we're going to talk. Oh, and we're going to talk about some spoilers because all the cards are out now. What? Dude, is my face melted? Cause it feels like it's melted now. Yeah. This might be like a three hour podcast if we're not careful. <laughs> Uh, but let's see we'll find out let's yeah. just you know let's you go know, along we'll just, on this ride here we go find out all right so uh as we talked about previously age arcane games and events uh the local uh, grassroots competition and organization down here in southern california uh spearheaded by one justin the wog uh, has started the 2024 Open Series. The, we did this last year where we had, I think, 10 Opens. Uh, each one was for 1K. That is a $1,000. Uh, and then everyone gets points uh, for participating and ranking. Uh, and then the top 16 from the year are invited to the Players' Championship, which I think was a 5K. I might be wrong. Anyways, it's a bigger one. It's just 16 players. It was pretty sweet. Um, and now we're doing it again. So we had our first one uh, last week. Not this last week. I don't know, a week and a half ago. It doesn't matter. Between uh, the last podcast January. and this podcast. That's right. Yeah. It happened in January. That's all that really matters. Uh, we had a record setting 61 players for us, which was pretty good, uh, considering we had to share the space with like a big magic event. So there was like a hundred plus people <laughs> at uh, collector Legion down there in Hawthorne, California, which is probably why I got sick. Uh, mask up people. It's there's many kinds of illness out there. Um, and yeah, it was a great time. I uh, got to commentate with my good friend and uh, personal ally, <laughs> Blake Meyer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's my ally. Yeah, we're we're fighting together against something. Um, Injustice, just in general. As well as the, uh, you know, the illustrious Sam O'Byrne uh, came down to commentate with us, as well as Bryce Whose last name? I forget. <laughs> new face. He was a new face. One of our local players who is uh, just a delight to be around. So a lot of fun. Pretty diverse meta. Almost every hero represented. Uh, six Bravos uh, had the best conversion rate as three of them made it to the top eight. And the main Luber himself, Alan Lube, took it down. Luber's rise up. One. Lubers rise up. Just a nice guy. I really like Alan. Dude, I don't know if he listens, but I don't know if he does either. Alan is the best. I think he kind of listens. Yeah, maybe sometimes. Uh, but yeah, he did a deck tech on his channel about his uh, Kano killing nine uh, O Bravo deck. Bravo seems pretty good. We both agreed that Bravo's probably hitting LL this year. Seems like he is positioned to do that. So if you like Bravo, get in on that while you can. Um, so yeah, that was that was it. Uh, we'll be back February 10th. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll be there. If not, you should still watch it, even though I'm not there. I have a new segment called Toxic Tips, where I do something silly instead of Ponder with Colin, where I just would talk about things and <laughs> I thought was kind of boring. So this past week or this past open, I did uh, flesh and blood heroes. And if I would date them. Yeah. So check it out. It, it was, was fun. 
awesome. I, I think it was funny. I I don't normally write funny things. I just am funny spontaneously <laughs> around other people. So who knows? Uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great new segment, and I always enjoy the AGE coverage because it's the full package. You know, the camel quality is good. The uh, transitions are good. You know, it's just a well put on stream and all of the commentators just to shine a little sunlight up your ass uh, are all entertaining and knowledgeable. And I think that's really key, you know, to be both of those things at the same time. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it. So if you haven't checked it out, check out AGE.events. They got all their information there. If you're in the Southern California area, come come to February 10th. They have early bird special on ticket pricing. So, you know, get in on that while it's hot. And hopefully I'll see you there. Hopefully. Not me. Still basketball season. Playoff time, baby. Uh, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, let's right, talk. Let, let's get into some drama. Ooh. Okay. Enough of this positive bullshit. (laughs) Let's get this burrito dripping wet with sauce. Uh, So people were upset. So, okay. So we have the celebration, which is like a whole other topic, which is where LSS is like, all right, we're going to celebrate being a company, having people who are passionate about the game. And we're going to make this like thing that kind of was cool. But part of that was this is like a tri wizard format, basically, where you have all these different formats. And one of the formats was you had to build a classic instructed deck with only heavy hitter cards. So you basically got a f- master set of everything except for like the fable uh, for all of the 15 people that were in that tournament for them to build a deck out of in said celebration tournament are some of the best professional level players in the world, not in just a certain region, but period world world period. Uh, and so they get a early look at all of the cards and get to have theories, etc., on that which some people then pointed out is an advantage when we have a calling coming up and the set is draftable. So it's, uh, will be at professional level events, et cetera, that sort of thing. So people were sealed calling, sealed calling into draft. So people were pretty, uh, upset about that advantage. And had a lot of thoughts and opinions and it got a little nasty where people were being a little bit too personal to the people who are just trying to have a sweet vacation in New Zealand. So that's the drama. Yep. Here are my people thoughts. People had feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is how I feel. Right. Uh, I think that a couple of things. It... Oh, man, there's a lot. So LSS kind of continues to do these things, right? 
year after year, and it's part of their company growing, is that they don't think or like foresee, they don't have anybody whose job it seems like is to foresee, is this going to be a problem? And could we solve that by making a statement, moving things around, et cetera? Some people's solutions were like, just have preview season a little earlier so everybody gets the cards at the same amount of time. Super simple fix, right? And they just continually do these like minor little things like this that, you know, kind of blow up. And I don't know if they think at the company that it's like, well, it's just the internet being the internet, which is true. But we also know the internet is going to be the internet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like which we, is true. <laughs> <laughs> so we all live there. So I would love these things to start getting ironed out in that way. So, or at least have somebody who can like give an actual, whose job it is to give the statement when there is a, a thing like this. You know what I mean? That is a, an area I would love to see them grow in. So this, this is just another example of them, of that, of that happening. That being said, this issue, this in quotations issue is for the 1% of the 1%, right? Which it makes it understandable that LSS is like, whatever Twitter go crazy, you know, because there's only a few people at the celebration who are like, so, so good you know, and then they make up the smallest percentage of the player base, right? Yeah. But if I were a person in direct competition with those people at the 1% of the 1%, I might be a little upset because oh, yeah. of my competitive nature, right? Yeah. But for Joe Schmo and Karen Schmarin over here, they are not even close and it doesn't even matter. You know, they could yeah. have a two year head start and Mr. Best in the world and Mr. Best, second best in the world and Mrs. First best in the world, blah, 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 will still be you. You know what I mean? So yeah. is it really a big issue? No. But it, could we have had better PR around it? Yes. Last point here. Competition, sports, etc., where there's a winner or a loser and there's skill involved are never fair. Ever. So if you're worried about blah, 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 this and that, just know it's never fair. Ever. And that's just how it goes. But then at the same time, you're like, well, I know it's never fair. I would like it to be as fair as possible. Totally. But can I help that I'm only six foot and have a passion for basketball and I'm only like a few tidbits above average athletically? No. Would I have had a different life if I was six foot eight? Absolutely. Would I be on a podcast? Yes. But it would be for probably sports, <laughs> not for this dumb game. You know, and that's not fair. So there you go. Thoughts, Colin? I don't know if I have anything to add to that. Thanks for letting me just go uh, off this podcast. It's like I've never yeah, talked dude. to anybody ever. It's been a minute since we talked. So, you know, yeah. there's 
there's some pent up ideas in there. No, I agree. I think it was blown out of proportion. I think there was some, I think there was a bit of envy going on. People were like, well, I'm not there and I didn't get these. Totally. And I'm That's a whole it, other can of worms. For they sure. don't want to deal with their actual feelings. I had those feelings. It was like, that's really cool. They got like a sweet tour. But, you know, I think the thing that I didn't understand until it was happening was that the celebrational was LSS celebrating themselves and inviting some people to do it with them. Yeah. Which, like, I'm not saying it's a negative thing, like, but, like, there was a bunch of people there and they were mostly LSS employees. And that's cool. That's them doing a thing. They're... They're hyped. They should get to do some fun stuff. Absolutely. It seemed, I think from the PR point of view, it seemed like it was a celebration of like the community, but it, it really wasn't. It was a celebration of them and they invited some, you know, key community people that they like to come hang out. And that's totally something they can do. And anyone who's worried, I mean, if I had spent all the money to fly out there for that calling and then I heard that, you know, Brody Spurlock gets access to all the cards like a week before I do. I feel a little bummed. I don't know. I don't go on Twitter about it because that's not who I am. Uh, and some people want to try to have a discourse there, but that's not really, it just doesn't work for discourse to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. haven't, if you haven't noticed, <laughs> really not the best place for it. Uh, but I, so I get I get the feeling, but in the end, did it give an unfair advantage? No, because none of those people were in the top eight. Darren Ying, what was it? Darren Ying, Darren Ying Wong, who was like some other you know famous New Zealand card player, which like was there with his son, which was dope. So it's like all of this, all of this energy wasted. I think you know your opinion is your opinion. If you'd like to share it, that's fine but stop trying to convince everyone that your opinion is better. <laughs> yeah. D don't really, don't really care. I guess we're talking about it now too, but you know, well, it's, it's fine. It is, it is a thing where it is kind of like, you're right. It wasn't the smartest move that they didn't think that, you know, they could have been like, Hey, these people aren't going to be playing in the calling because, you know, they've been given this, you know, or, you know, I think the funny thing was like, they didn't even sign NDAs. And you're like, <laughs> are you there with them? Do you know what's going on? Yeah, like, totally. leave them alone. Like, yeah. stop trying to ruin their good time. Like, I don't know. So, yeah. Anyways, on to the next controversy. <laughs> Hitting the, the, the topical news up front. Uh, ELO qualifications have changed for uh, nationals qualifiers and pro tour uh in the past and you know spoiler alert they told us this was gonna happen uh but people <laughs> still have many feelings about it um and i understand both sides of it uh basically the update is that no longer can you qualify for the pro tour or large nationals events uh through 90 day experience windows which to me is great the 90-day experience window was weird. They would tell you it was active like halfway through it, and then it would just get everyone to go grind, which is why this is Grindergate. <laughs> they would grind the local armories in the big areas where they can go to a lot of them, 
and it just kind of made everything feel less fun at at armories to be honest and you know some people go oh, not everyone's doing it it's like yeah yeah there's a lot of people doing it um <laughs> there's a lot of people who qualify for it that way and yeah. i'm sorry that they're not going to anymore but they did say this was going to happen so it's it's the time to focus your game on elo uh figuring out how to raise that up picking specific events to go to really you know practicing for those to get yourself uh, in there. I think there's some weird stuff around how it doesn't degrade if you don't play. So someone with a high ELO who doesn't play for five years will still get invited. I'm sure they'll figure this out, you know, and be like, Oh, we should stop inviting this person who doesn't play anymore. Um, yeah. but you know, the, the aim was to make armories more community focused, friendlier for new players. And that's what they should be. Uh, on the flip side of that, I think that the promos they've been given out for armories are bad. So they should make those better so that people will just have more fun in armories just for the promos, which would be which would be nice for everybody who goes. These extended art promo cards of cards you'd never play in your deck <laughs> are I don't know what to do with them. They're just over there in a stack. They're right over they're right over there. You see them. They're back Mine are just there. still stuck in the deck box I take to armory and are like Pringles exactly. now. <laughs> exactly. They're always Pringles. So yeah, yeah it it is a change because the game's getting more mature. Uh, and I think it will expose some issues with ELO and how that's handled, but that'll be good because we'll get those fixed. So, you know, that's that's a new thing. And then if your country is, has a small enough nationals, you can just go. So that's cool. <laughs> Shout out to those countries. Hell yeah. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, I I think everything you said, Colin, I agree with. The armory should not be for grinders. You know what I mean? Like that should just be for people going to play the game just to play the game. You know what I mean? That's like not your, your testing ground for, for nationals or for worlds or whatever. I mean, it is in some areas just historically because of the, concentration of good players in urban areas and you know stores not being as prevalent running events uh as it is in some other areas you know so uh makes sense it never the 90 day xp never affected me because i live in the middle of nowhere and we have one armory that happens sometimes and there's max eight people that show up you know what i mean so it's like it's not that great anyway. And the, these things are just going to continue to change over the course of the game, right? At one point in basketball, there was no three point line. You couldn't even dunk for three of that. You couldn't dunk for a while too, right? It was illegal. Yeah, exactly. And you guess what? Now there's a three-point line, and you can win meal slam a jamma, and people yes, love it. Yes, we can. We say, <laughs> but <laughs> it took people a while to, you know, there was obviously gripes like, three points are ruining the game, dunking is is ruining the game, you know, blah blah blah." And now here we are, and it's like, well, you you can't dunk or shoot a three. Well, you suck, right? 
So Dunkaroo, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? It's not really literally yeah. the same thing, but I believe intelligent people will understand my meaning behind that analogy. End and of sentence. So he just called you out. If you don't understand it, you're not intelligent. Correct. Uh, or you just don't know what a basketball is. That could also be the thing. That's like uh, uh, those people in the comments of stuff, you know, they're like, no way Star Wars is is a, an analogy to the, uh, you know, whatever, Vietnam or Korean War, unless the U.S. is the empire. And that's crazy. <laughs> You're just like, you know, they've done all of the math. They found the solution and they're just like, no, it's wrong. You know what I mean? It, that's the same thing. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. Yeah. You know, to me, I think the positive side of this, I hope, is this encourages people to bring more fun decks to Armory to try oh, yeah. things out. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's break out of just trying to make our own micro version of, like, the the professional meta, which, again, is hard in, like, L.A., where half these dudes go to all the pro tours. So, you know, they're all very good, so they're just playing the decks that they want to play that are good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, that's my hope is that we can go, we can try things out. We can have a little bit more fun. You don't have to worry so much, um, that it, that it means something more than just getting a chance to come together and play. Cause totally. for me more and more, that's, that's, that's what armories are. It's just when I get to go play. Yeah. And, and that's, that's uh, what it should be used for. Yeah. So. And it puts, I lo- I'm all about this, put more pressure on your performance. Like, okay, yeah. here's an ELO rated event. Got to perform. Yeah. Win road to nationals. Win, a, you know. It's a skill. Do well at what a call. What the pro tour one's called? ProQuest. The PT, the ProQuest, that's it. <laughs> I was like, what are they calling it? I don't know, because I don't go, because I am not going to win. Uh, so why even bother chancing ruining someone else's day by beating them on the first round? Uh, no way. You should go. Yeah. It's fun. It's a good experience. It's yeah, I, I just haven't had, haven't had time lately. For you, I, where you live, it's going to be no different than an armory. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll just be longer. Yeah, uh, and I'll leave, I'll I'll still owe three drop, <laughs> but but at least there'll be more people around to tell about it. Yeah, there you go. All right. Okay. So fuck yeah, James White. Did a, a pretty good interview. I, I enjoyed it. I flew with uh, Fluke from Fluke and Box. Yeah, it was very uh, candid. They, yeah, no, it was nice. I, they definitely have a rapport, and I, I enjoy Fluke's just kind of you know attitude for the most part. So uh, it was a good interview. Uh, I think you fielded some questions from the internet, so it was kind of a community interview, which is nice. But it was very, it would know, it wasn't like the thing where there's a guy filming this on their phone at the pro tour and it's like the camera's shaking and you can't hear anything as James White's voice echoes yeah. into eternity. Uh, so it was a nicely produced little uh, interview. The perfect hero I've ever created. My name is James yeah. White. Flesh and blood players. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yelling. Flesh and blood players, please. Yeah. So now. I think a couple highlights. Yeah. A couple highlights from the interview for me. Uh, 
One was uh, that the new templating of the cards, which you may have noticed in uh, Bright Lights, where it's kind of the solid black border and the straight line on the the kind of art of the card, uh, rather than previously it kind of like had a little scoop that I always really liked. It was very nice Same. design on the card. Uh, that has changed due to the need for multi-language printing, or, you know, not the need. Well, yeah, the need and, and the yeah. fact that they are yeah. doing multi-language printing um, and that they actually print the language uh, identifier on the card uh, to make sure that their quality control is good because apparently a bunch of Spanish cards gotten French decks or, you know, it was like they switched the language of a couple cards in different sets and it was just like, okay, yeah, that is... That is a problem. Yeah. If, uh, you're just like, why? It's kind of funny, but also not what you ordered. So I get it. So <laughs> nice to hear why that happened and that it makes sense. Because it was like, I don't like this. Because it changed. And we don't like change, except sometimes. <laughs> so that was the thing. The other big thing that people were not in a hubbub about, but I think very interested in about, was the fact that Everfest Unlimited did get printed and then they destroyed all of it except for like 11 cases and some that got shipped to a store in New Zealand that they just didn't give back. So they're like, if you can find it, it's out there. So in a weird inverse, uh, you know, market and supply and demand thing, the Everfest Unlimited is the most rare set ever made <laughs> of flesh and blood. And they will kind of release it for fun things they said, which is kind of cool. You know, it's, it's you know controversially a taylor said it was not a great set uh and everyone pointed out how many good power cards are in there yeah but shout out to that Bryn. wasn't the point shout out to Bryn from the banish zone great person oh, yeah. on twitter love every take they have might be my favorite person on twitter who's just like a regular person out there tweeting at people my favorite tweets they make are like what what do you mean <laughs> or sometimes it's like even as blunt as are you stupid you know shit like that <laughs> just love it just not afraid yeah. always on point i like not trying to you know mince words okay other one this one was good flesh and blood almost called deathmatch as a game which when I got to compare them, I don't know how I feel about either title. <laughs> uh, but the Deathmatch Arena being kind of a throwback to that original name. And there might even be some original designs around logos and, sit, and such around Deathmatch, which uh, would be fun to see at some point. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Oh, I thought this was good, too. Dashio was going to be an adult data doll. But the devs were like, we need to ban multiprocessor preemptively or else this is going to ruin CC, Yeah, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense because you just get all your equipment, out, you know, all your items out there, which would be pretty sweet. Uh, but yeah, that was a, that was an interesting one to think. I don't, I don't, I, he didn't explain too much, but it wasn't clear if dashio's power was the same or if it was just like adult data doll kind of did the same thing as young data doll um and they just couldn't yeah, totally. that, so they came up with a new dash that kind of like you know played on both of their skills yeah and had a cool lore connection of like absorbing data doll into dashes kind of 
brain or something. I don't really know how that worked, but I thought it was fun. It was cool to hear that. Yeah, that was cool. I liked those little uh, inside insights, a peek behind the curtain of what's going on at LSS and development and that sort of thing, especially because then he talked about later in Heavy Hitters about how they had a different warrior, mm. a couple of different heroes for the Olympia hero. And ultimately it just like kind of didn't work out uh, for classic constructed. So they kind of went with Olympia as the, their hero of choice for the set and yeah. for um, classic constructed balance, Niss, et cetera. Yeah. And they might uh, revisit those heroes and that sort of thing. So I thought that was really cool to hear that stuff. Um, but they hit, they ultimately sounded a hundred percent more interesting than Olympia does. Although I did <laughs> the shout out to fresh and buds with dead summer art. Those are like some of the best episodes that podcast does for sure. Because dead summer art, AKA kale has, uh, so much insight and memorization of what's going on in the Lord knows what's going on that it's just, just really good. So Olympia's story is kind of a little bit cooler than his uh, generic fantasy NPC vibe, you know? Yeah. I saw someone had a great tweet. I forget who it was. They were like, when is Olympia's signature weapon of like a palm frog yeah, going to be released? Mean, <laughs> yeah, so good. So I thought good. that was great. That's when Twitter is good. Um, yeah, that was interesting. There was going to be a hero called Bookie that is, you know, just even more on the nose than Betsy. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, that did lots of wagering. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's cool to hear that. I'm curious too how many heroes they just kind of have in you know their design space where they're just like, oh, is this is this the set for this hero? Like, are they just playing with a bunch of heroes that don't exist yet all the time and being like, yeah, I think this one's ready for this next set. Like, I mean, I'm sure they're doing it for yeah. like the sets that are coming out, but like beyond that, like how many heroes just kind of exist on a wall that they can just pull from that, that they can play with, which I bet they have like, you know, in rotation, like, okay, team, let's all create a new flesh and blood hero. You know, it's, uh, you got four hours, figure it out. We'll come back, talk about them and then go away, refine them, you know, stuff like that. I'm sure they do that pretty regularly because you got to have a lot of ideas or yeah. just reprint the same heroes. I don't know. And then they come back with Olympia. The first time each of your attacks wins a wager, create a goal token. <laughs> like you didn't, you didn't try very hard on that one, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Late in development, had to get it out there, uh, had to do something. That was a low blow. I'm just teasing Brian. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he listens to uh, this podcast. He, he doesn't, but if in case he does, I'm just teasing. Um, Colin, what are your thoughts? They did say they have big plans for Olympia in the future set. So yeah, and Betsy my too. My life is over. Yeah, Some warriors are just going to ruin my life. Well, it seems like everybody's kind of missing a signature, a more signature weapon in this set that they can't draft. So they're. Yeah. I feel like that's what's coming, maybe potentially or something like that. Um, Colin thoughts about majestic heroes. Uh, James White just opened up that whole interview about the majestic rarity heroes and how he sees it being a, uh, 
a two-pronged assault <laughs> to the community, wow. one being giving the heroes, the adult heroes, their uh, importance, respect, the respect of the importance they have by putting them at the majestic rarity, and the excitement new players or players might have when opening packs and getting, oh, here's this hero, adult version, awesome. That's my guy or girl or person now because they're rare. Isn't that cool? And uh, what are your thoughts about about that idea? Well, he's just wrong, Taylor. <laughs> it is not exciting to open a majestic hero. It feels like you missed out on a actual majestic card you want. Uh, but other than that, I think it makes sense to make room for tokens you need for limited play. That makes total sense. Uh, it isn't a lot to ask people to spend $2 on a card to buy a hero. You don't actually need it for like armories. I don't think, you know, you can just proxy it in if you want. So <clears throat> I get all that and I would be like, it's dumb, but you know what? They put Marvel versions of all the heroes in this set. So, you know. That that's where you're gonna be like, hell yeah. I pulled a Marvel Betsy. I am stoked. She's my girl. Um, yeah. So Absolute, you know, yeah. it is but it's yeah, no one's excited that they pulled adult you know, Dashio or you know, whatever. What's that other Max the Hype Nitro? <laughs> like you're just like, okay, cool, I guess I have this hero now. So at least I don't have a hundred copies of him, so that's better, but you know. Totally. Yeah. I have also related the the mini snap uh, miniature tokens that they've done are kind of funny. I think it's awesome. It it looks pretty funny on stream, but I think it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, they're cute. Yeah, super cute. I I'm in agreement with you, Colin. Never once have I pulled a hero at majestic rarity and been like, oh, you know. Like, uh, what did I pull out of the last set? You know, like already dead out of a pack up for a hero that I like and, you know, that I know is going to be $20. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Never am I like, yay, Max. Yeah. <laughs> or that's the I level mean, I'm at. Yay, Max. I think in like when Arachne was first released, and that I think that he was at, or they were at a majestic rarity. Like that felt okay. Cause it's a, you know, it's a supplementary set. And yeah. it was like, okay, cool. Like I got this hero and you know, I, you know, I don't have like 40 copies of, of them and I've got, you know, the pool for, to start trying out this new class. Like that felt okay. But I think in regular sets, it's just kind of just give us the double sided token that has the adult in the, <laughs> the young person and then you print the tiny tokens for all the other tokens you need to fit in yeah there. totally it seems like they have Whatever. a solution to this yeah yeah they're not going to change it now probably not so who cares yeah well, well, it'll be a problem when i gotta buy betsy for two dollars <laughs> you're gonna pull that marvel dude i would love to pull betsy marvel i hope i don't pull a young one to be honest <laughs> that's, that's the only thing that i'm afraid of god if i, I pull an olympia marvel Ugh. <laughs> maybe that's just 
Terrible. What you should do then is you're just Olympia. You know? What if that happens? You're like, okay, I'll just play this guy because I have the Marvel. And then you just win the Pro Tour. And you're like, I guess this is me I'm now. Warrior main now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Generic warrior main guy. I, I have thought about facing my fears and playing warrior on a stream, which I might do sometime soon. Maybe get Blake to come coach me live on stream. Uh, <laughs> that sounds fun as some, hell. Some warrior stuff. Yeah, I thought that would be fun. So, you know, I, I should I should do it. I should face my, my bias and my fear of warrior and uh, really get in there and decide for real if I hate it or if I just don't like losing to it. <laughs> you know, uh, shout out to Thomas in the discord is throwing together a lot. He's a brew master. He loves brewing, you know, and he's brewed up, uh, agility Dorinthia. And I was looking at his list and Ooh. I was like, this is cool as hell. You know, what a cool new way to play this hero. I thought it was rad. I was like, why didn't I see this? Cause I have the warrior channel muted. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Intense. It's real, y'all. It I, is real. I have I have issues. Um, it's all a right. Cool, so last thing, cool. Yeah, go ahead. From James White's interview is that he has no fears and he is the Chad we all knew he was. So like, shout <laughs> yeah, out. That was pretty. Shout baller. out to Jimmy Blanco. Yeah, he's he seems like a nice guy. Uh, maybe one day I won't be too shy to talk to him. <laughs> you missed Isaac your chance. I just awkwardly handed him our tokens and just was like here you go and then walked away <laughs> uh, at, at worlds yeah yeah worlds one great is that what we're calling it worlds one yeah well, world zero because i think they figured out how to do it better now <laughs> cool zero world all right and now it's time to celebrate good time come on Da, da, da. Oh, I okay, you can't, we'll get, can't go we'll longer. Get yeah, don't get sued. YouTube might come after us. If they flag us, I'll let you know in the comments. <laughs> uh, All right. Celebrational. It was an event-packed week. Celebrational. Heavy hitters will premiere. Heavy hitters sealed calling. Team sealed battle hardened. Wow. This is a fun exclusive event. Okay. So... <laughs> I don't I don't mean to be critical no. or negative. I feel like I've just been so critical of LSS and their choices recently and I'm starting to like feel bad because I truly think they are a very good company doing good stuff and they're like kind of maybe way too accessible to the public and that sort of thing and I appreciate all of that and it's still very player focused etc but there are just mm -hmm. these like weird things that just like stick in my craw you know what i mean and right the, there in your yeah and the celebrational is kind of one of them you know mm. and it and it's totally fine if it's i speak for no one but myself when i say these things unless you agree with me then i'm speaking for you as well and you <laughs> i mean the audience so my first, I think it's such a cool idea what they did was invite people to do this thing and we'll stream it and 
you know, it'll be, we're, we're going to do some things on stream with the cards and the events and stuff that we haven't really done before. And let's see what that looks like. That'll be cool. And we'll get to know these people who maybe don't have, uh, the spotlight or aren't people who are on Twitter or have a YouTube or a podcast, blah, 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 you know, et cetera. Some of those people, other people, they do have those things, you know? So it's just a, be a cool mix of what our community has to offer. But I feel like it fell short on whatever it was trying to be as to everybody else. I think mm. if you were there, it was probably fucking dope as shit and so much fun, you know? But again, they like didn't think this through that they're like, oh yeah. And then we could, as an afterthought, showcase this to the millions of people we have who want to watch stuff, flesh and blood related. You know, I don't know if it had millions of people. There were definitely like a thousand people watching at once live, you know? Uh, so it just, I think it fell short in that regard to us at home. Mm. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? I feel like I lost it a little bit there. No, I think you, you, you made sense. I think this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, like where the celebrational seemed like they were celebrating us who play the game they were really celebrating them who make the game and inviting some people yeah. to play it yeah. to celebrate with them. Yeah. Which like, like I said, is fun for them. Uh, it didn't, it would have been so cool to like learn more about their company. How do they make this game? Who are the people making this game? I think we saw a couple of the devs and like, you know, eight, somebody from HR was playing on stream or something. It was like, I didn't even realize that the, the, the players invited were playing against a bunch of like LSS employees yeah. and not just developers. And I thought that was just like really fun. It just would have been cooler rather than just show us like, <clears throat> you know, games the whole time to show us like, you know, make, and maybe, maybe they did this and they have to like edit the, you know, post-production, the video together. And they're going to show us like a tour of the, the thing and you know, the, the stuff they did while they were there, which if they do, I, I would really enjoy seeing that. Cause you know, I don't know how this is made and I think it would be so cool and be great. Like if I ever go to New Zealand, I'm going to write them and see if I can come by the studio. And, Absolutely. You know, like get a tour or something like, uh, you know, not that they would do it for me, but I, I'll ask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, a hundred percent agree with yeah, you. So I, I think that's, that's what you're touching on. It would have been cool to see that. I think, you know, taking the time to really big up the people they brought there yes. rather than just having like Flake and Craig like explain who they are uh, kind of briefly and vaguely. Like, you know, it's just like, give us, you know, give us an interview. Give us, you know. Yes. Fun, yes. Yeah. Like, and we got like, I think, yes, you know, queen. as far as like an event of like fun games, I think they did that. It was fun to see, you know, underdog blitz Ugh. aka living lurkers uh you know and the kind of pre-con you know the pre-con i was like oh, okay you know that's fine and then like the heavy hitters solo like building yeah. out a whole deck like yeah that was interesting the the three hour best of three finals was not super interesting to be honest 
two hour game is not what I want to watch. But you know, all the ideas were interesting. It was, it was, they were having fun with it and that's cool. But I think they just kind of like, they kept the fun parts to themselves mostly, which was kind of the thing everyone was like already feeling left out about. It was like, Oh man, this is so cool. And then like, you don't really give us any, any idea of like what she did and like, you know, absolutely dude, totally. I don't know. Same page. They're like, Oh, I'm fired. I'm gonna have to start disagreeing with you or people are gonna get bored. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's exactly it is like some of those people, I had no clue who they were. You know, I'm like, yeah, who is Kelvin? Can we freaking talk to this guy? What is his goddamn origin story? Does he like chocolate or vanilla? Neither. Awesome. Cool. He's a strawberry guy, you know, whatever. Like just the fact that the announcers flake and Craig just kind of like, like you said, vaguely talked about who they were and vaguely knew what all the cards were made for like, not a fun stream when we could have been like, you know, here's this interview we did with the, the secretary and then the people in the mail room. And yeah. here's a quick, like uh GoPro cam footage of some, the offices and people working and, and like, then what is the story? Like, like what, how was it traveling here? What things have you seen? Have you never been out of your country before? And this is the first time, you know, like just all of these yeah. things, like, uh, all there's like watch, all of these. watch YouTube and pick a format that people do. Like look at vanity fair, just have Brody Spurlock interview the HR person who's playing the game, you know, like Dude, that would totally. be fun and interesting. Like, yeah. Like, you know, or have the players interview each other or, you know. Yeah, how do we not have player profiles for everybody that was up there? Do a Hot Ones challenge with the entire group. Yeah, like there's a hundred. And the lack of vlogging as well by all of these people. Like, I'm sure DM Armada, as soon as he gets home, is going to have like some sort of footage and some sort of talk recap about the whole thing, which I will watch. Cause I like that type of content, you know, but there was no like, Hey, follow me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm going live and I'm walking around, you know, outside of LSS or I'm on the celebrational and look at this beautiful thing in New Zealand, you know, like this is the point of the internet. They just didn't have that person. And maybe we don't have that person in our community yet. Who's going to like do that basically for free for them, you know, which I think maybe that's what they thought would happen with some of these people is that they would just like put out more content than they did and it didn't happen. But like great idea, not executed really well. And my last critique is I did not like it that they used the word constants for all of the people who are the community members that were invited where as like just Uh, and this is a personal thing as a person who has been doing a podcast for this game for four years straight to be use the word constant when I'm like, man, we have not missed it. We have missed one episode in our agreed upon two per month free podcast in four years in terms of being constant, 
You know what I mean? And that just stems from my uh, jealousy of not being invited as well, which I is fine. You don't have to invite me. But <sighs> I was busy being sick. So couldn't yeah, and it's the middle of basketball season. I can't go anyway. <laughs> uh, but no, I, you know, I think, yeah, I think if, you know, it, it would have been cool to see a little bit more celebration outside of just like what really was kind of just normal gameplay streams, except it was like a lot of new cards. We, um, we literally did this on the podcast and maybe our first year, we just went live on Facebook off of a cell phone and got really drunk and played for like five hours straight me, Isaac and Mitch and it, and we had to like, we got in a big argument and we're hammered and we had to like cut part of that out <laughs> of the live stream. But if you were like one of two people actually walk watching, you would have been like, you fucking cheated. You fucking sharked me, you know, or whatever that happened. I can't even remember because we got too drunk. Yeah. It was like that level of thought was put into it. It feels like. Yeah. So, I mean, which you I'm know, being hyperbolic, I'll, but. I'll withhold uh judgment until i see if there is some cool content that comes out of that weekend that they're just producing which i know takes time to to make yeah. and edit and and finalize all those things i'm hoping we can see a bit more as you said they are a very accessible company which for most games they they are not accessible companies they are large publicly traded corporations that have investors to answer to and need to pump money into those people's investments and this is a company that is small and you can just at them on twitter and sometimes they'll just be like hey what's up you know yeah. like, like and and so i think it's, it's very i think it's warped our perception of how it should be a little bit but also like i think it also in invites us to hope for some of these these ideas that we're talking about yeah. and and it's not even saying like they did a bad job at it or anything. It's just like, again, it's like some missed opportunities. Totally. And if you're going to do all these things and, and really put in the effort and the money to do them, like you got to be thinking about all those things. It's like my job, every time we do a project, we hire a team of people to film BTS, like behind the scenes footage so yeah. that we can have a real cut for every single project we do that looks professional and dope. And we can show those to people and be like, check out this thing we did. And like, it's just part of the business plan is to yeah. do that. And like, totally. that's, it's important and it's really cool to have as like a yeah. thing. So you just, you just need one person with the login to the Twitter account the Instagram live Instagram account <laughs> and a cell phone with a little boom microphone. And their job is to just like go live at different parts of the day. And they just showcase what's going on. Maybe you know? they're on TikTok, and we don't know. Cause we're old. Yeah, maybe. So if they're on TikTok and we missed it, let us know. Let us know. And we'll apologize in our next episode. Totally. All right. So let's talk about the real thing here. LSS has introduced Underdog Blitz, which is a clear ripoff of yeah. our idea, which we ripped off from Zane the Rock Johnson. <laughs> and I just want to say that Living Lurkers is the correct name. And it's it's crazy to me that it's literally the same. It was a hundred li it was a hundred living legend points and under. Yeah. Like literally what we did on our show. If you haven't seen it, check out the reaction step. It's the last one we did. We've been a little uh absent from that lately as we transition the podcast 
production. But uh, one of our best, super fun. We did a tier list of who would be the best CC deck in Living Lurkers. And Underdog Blitz is it, is it the sounds worst, fine. Worst name and is a clear steal of our pseudo intellectual property that's also theirs it was also very funny to see that some people were like this is fun and other people were like i brought prism with luminars <laughs> and you're just like uh, okay you're about to get effed really hard on this stream uh, and you can't drop because we invited you here so, yeah totally so you gotta uh, go oh and eight or whatever yeah yeah but uh it would it was still fun to see like some different heroes but like it's just okay, it's less good Prism, but she still has Luminaris, so she's still like super powerful and probably even more powerful because she's got figments now too and everything has go again. You're just yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was uh, it was funny to see that. Um, and then, yeah, I guess the the it was very strange to me. I mean, I guess I get why they did a best of three finals, but like best of three living legend and they got to choose hours for two games oh oh, that's right they got to choose the format right yeah gotcha which is is cool i thought that was cool yeah Uh, but a two hour living legend cc game is like (laughs) but i still think they could have it just anyway there just was a lack of story through the whole thing you know a lack no, of it, it was, the story. It was just like, oh, this is fun, but like it, it could have been more. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been. In a way, special. also, the celebration uh, is a direct ripoff of Battle Bro pandemic tournaments. <laughs> just weird formats. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A, a meaningless prize of getting to print your own card in the, in the future set. Exactly. Same thing as the uh, Goblet of Champions or Chalice of Champions. Chalice. That's what we have. So uh, if you don't Remember know what we're go- talking about. Oh, we we're, we're going to play for it. It's going to be there. We're going to have a Battle Bro tournament and we're going to play for the Chalice of Champions. And if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to episodes maybe one through 14 and you'll figure it out. Be, yeah. Buckle up too. Cause those are like four hour long episodes. It's a pandemic. <laughs> we had nothing else to do. It was, it was so great. I loved, I love those. Totally. Like, These guys get to play in person. I'm just at home looking at cards being like, <laughs> I wonder how this game is to play. <laughs> looking at cards. Okay. We let's yeah, talk cards. about heavy hitters for the last, yeah. 20 minutes before I fall asleep. Uh, we got to see it. Whole set's out now. And we got to see people playing it. I think yeah. it looks really fun. I'm very excited to play in this limited format. I like the iteration of the design of this set is in some ways based around these tokens that you can create. And that's like the mini game we're having is like, can you make the tokens? Can you utilize them? You know? Mm -hmm. And they're really cool. Like, uh, I really love the design of like agility is clearly the most powerful 
but mm. three agilities does nothing for you. Whereas three vigor or might tokens does a shit ton for you, you know, and that yeah. kind of asymmetry to those things is I think really cool. It looks fun. Yeah, I, I think it's cool that the, the tokens are so prevalent and the keywords are, uh, all over the place. I feel like we've kind of had these sets recently where each class was like very much doing its own thing. And these ones all feel very shared. Uh, like the pools are overlap, you know, really, you know, interestingly where they're all, they can all do all of this stuff. You know, they can all create these tokens. Yeah. They can all use them. Uh, they can all clash. They can all wager. So like there's this really cool overlap and I think uh uh Mr. Hayden Dale was talking about how this is the first set where we have like a complete overlap where every yeah. class overlap we have the hybrid cards that overlap with every other class so that you know there really is this kind of dense card pool that you know hopefully allows for some interesting deck building in draft um and and sealed you know uh and then, yeah, just like these different ways of of finding victory and just like this huge, like huge set of equipment. Like there's so much equipment. I was kind of like bitching about it in the <laughs> Discord server, just being like, there's so much equipment. <clears throat> but like it really does allow you to craft an interesting, uh, an interesting deck that's really trying to do something uh unique or just specific and i think that's i don't know it it looks a lot of fun it looks a bit grindy uh i can't quite tell from watching i think it does have you know i think brute still kind of has the ability to kind of blow things out and i guess guardians do too so i don't know maybe i'm i think the the pre-con i didn't see as much of the calling as i did the celebrational because i was ill but uh the the pre-con decks i'm very grindy which i guess they kind of need to be to make sure it's it's balanced a bit. yeah but um yeah i think there it looks really cool disappointing how many reprints and brute cards we got it's like the first real brute set <laughs> since welcome to wraith and they reprinted like nine plus cards yeah so that's disappointing but reiner's got some good majestics there's some good cards it's nice to see like pack call which was previously just in the ba the classic battles deck is in there which please do this with all good cards from those kinds of products it is insane that people buy round the table for civic steps <laughs> it is it's not what those products are designed for so stop putting things in there that you can only get there and people buy it and like pretty much throw the rest of it away or just proxy the card, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm being pessimistic, but yeah, overall seems really cool. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm going to have to open my heart to warrior a little bit and, and see, see if there's something there. Uh, good for you. I don't know. Love that. We'll see. I'll well, report back. What I thought was really cool watching the stream was of the calling, Queensland, Queenstown, excuse me, mm -hmm. uh, that those first three rounds were just kind of like, huh, 
you know, in terms of the gameplay, like nothing too exciting happens. People are getting tokens. People are uh, attacking each other and blocking with half their hand. And then, you know, so it was just like attack for seven, block for six, attack for seven, block for six was kind of the vibe. But yeah. then once we get to round four, we get a Hayden Dale matchup and it's also been long enough kind of in the tournament. You understand the cards and the gameplay a little bit more, right? You're you've been through three rounds and then that game was very exciting and interesting. And both players were doing a really good job understanding the format and the cards at this point and what their deck could do. Um, and we're playing into bigger plays and there was really some exciting, interesting gameplay happening. And even as an audience member, now I know what more of the cards do and what we're trying to do and that sort of thing. And uh, it looked like some of the kind of maybe more exciting gameplay we've had out of a limited set, a la maybe Tales of Aria. Nice. Yeah. But also yeah. not as maybe high octane in in that regard mm. but looks it looks cool and i'm excited to get my hands on it for sure yeah i mean it feels like it can it can get to there but you really need to craft your hands and maybe like pitch stack for those like big combo pieces of a uh, of big walloping attack so we'll we'll see i'm i'm hopefully hopefully we get to play a bit of s- draft uh at locals i know people get tired of it because they go to like six armories and then they're like oh i've done too much draft i'm like well i've done it once so i'd like to do it more than once. yeah so we'll see but uh as i was saying i'm not buying any boxes which i'm really not for collecting but i might buy a couple to bring to uh the hype house so that's true we have our own chance to do that hell yeah um but yeah Set looks great. I'm excited to play Reiner again. I'm excited to play some Betsy. KO looks pretty great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Victor Goldmain might be great, and he's such an asshole, which is, is so funny that even even the Jimmy Blanco himself was like, "Yeah, you know, he's a real. He's like that he's a tool, sucks. basically. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like he's like just call it out. I was like, I get it, but like, I don't want to." Be this guy. No. I, <laughs> I want to be Betsy living her best life. Dude. Ripping off a wolf's head. Colin, not only do we look similar, but all of our opinions have been exactly aligned in this whole podcast. <laughs> I Wow. Be, uh, Everyone's going to stop listening. <laughs> Patrick and Levi are like, I might play Victor Goldman. I think it's going to be awesome. Two of our local players. Shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, absolutely not for principal reasons i will not be playing this man because he stands for everything i'm against in this world so i can't do it that being said i i am gonna try him out and see what it's like (laughs) i don't want to do it i don't want to do it and then be upset when i'm like oh my god i love this oh it's good yeah it's really (laughs) you know i just won't be able to handle it you know, we'll just make an altar. Maybe that'll be, we'll both fall in love with Victor Goldmain and then we'll make a palatable altar that's you uh, dunking a basketball. For three. Onto a, like, okay, what, what if we do like a Scrooge McDuck mashup, Victor Goldmain, and he's just diving into his, his gold pool? The, 
are you saying that makes me like him more because it's whimsical? It's it's Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck is also an asshole. But he's he's a crouchy good uncle to them kids. Oh my goodness. DuckTales. <laughs> Stop trying to get us flagged on YouTube with all of your singing. You have a lovely singing voice. The other thing I'm going to say about heavy hitters is I really like some of the generic cards that are printed in this. I think they're really interesting. Mm. I think pay up is really cool. I think standing order is a really cool card. I might be trying that in Arachne for sure. Cause it allows yeah. you to, uh, you know, you get those scenarios where you're like, Ooh, I just pulled regicide off of a ponder token or E shred. I can't really arsenal this. Now you can draw into standing order. Whoosh, yeah. Put that arsenal at the bottom zero for six. Awesome. Kind of, kind of zero for six. Yeah. So I love that. Um, and then I think, uh, the new legendaries are cool. I, you know, I, I, it's going to be, it's a good set. Seems tight. Seems tight. The, I will shout out ripple away as a beautiful card to, illustrated by the great one and only Carlos Cruchago. Hell yeah. And also how just horrible this card seems to target some decks that are not the best decks. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Really? He just does the art. I know it not. I'm not blaming Carlos. I'm blaming. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Come on, Carlos. What are you doing? Well, you know, one day when we get Carlos on the podcast, we'll ask him if he even plays and he'll be like, no. <laughs> and then we'll be okay, cool. Sweet. Well, I love your art. Thank you for your service. Yeah, no. The uh, generics, really cool. Tenacity, another cool one. Um, you know, so I think there's going to be some fun meta shaking stuff coming. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm excited I, to find out. I think, too, myself. like this is one of the first sets in a while where I'm also like thinking that all of these heroes could be viable in our current meta in some way. Right. I, we don't have, it doesn't seem like a real stinker where we don't have a Tekla Vossen, right? Mm. We don't have a uh, Riptide, you know? No offense to those heroes, but have not been major players <laughs> in the meta. Sorry okay? to this man. <laughs> they are awesome and living lurkers. Our hey, format look. that we created that was Zane's idea first and that we popularized. <laughs> Said it in our Discord. And we own yeah. the rights. <laughs> Patent pending. Uh, Evan, Evan's been tearing up with Teklovasen. He did pretty well at the uh, AGE Open on Teklovasen. So he I, did? I think... The only time I, I saw think, him is when he got beat by Zane and Zane still had 40 life. That was pretty bad. Uh, 
And it was really funny because Zane was so distraught just before that game. He was like, oh, man. <laughs> and then he was just like, that was crazy. I think they played it again and Evan Evan won, but uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. But he, overall, on the day, I think Evan did pretty well. He also destroyed me on, when I was playing Arachne at uh, uh, Armory just because, you know, if you banish cards and they're evos that's really good for him <laughs> totally uh shout totally. out to blake meyer who has won two armories in a row on our boy arachne great job oh. blake it was in a row well yeah i guess he he won two in a row and then he didn't because dromai showed back up Ugh. yeah but shout out to blake who doesn't listen but sometimes guest host (laughs) uh yeah i don't really have any like extra deep takes i think at this point on heavy hitters i think there are some more interesting cards for sure but uh i am a person who at this point needs to just have them in my hands and talk about what's really cool about them and that sort of thing so uh look forward to our set review coming out very soon oh so. boy do i have to do that with you uh no you do not <laughs> i'm gonna try to get zane to do it so oh, hopefully nice. he's listening yeah. people want to hear what zane has to say i'm <laughs> saying i'm no okay. offense to me yeah totally <laughs> no offense to you at all it's a big task that is arduous so <sighs> i don't put well, it on anybody. i look forward to hearing you about it yeah awesome cool uh anyway zane that's what i've been trying to talk to you about stop dodging all my messages and get back at me this has been this is gonna be like uh what is this episode 83 heavy hitters and blah 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 colon the zane podcast i've just talked about (laughs) zane this whole time zane the rock johnson is an important (laughs) person to us we love him it was great seeing him at age you know got to chat you know catch up i'm like i like zane because like he doesn't force you to just talk about flesh and blood. You can actually just talk about some life stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, really connect. And and I look for that too. I don't always just want to talk about what deck I should play next week, but I sometimes do. Anyways. Uh this is welcome to the Zane's podcast. The Zane cast where we talk about it's a fan podcast for Zane the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, interesting pivot now that Isaac's gone. Uh, <laughs> we just fanboy on Zane. Yeah. Uh, I miss Isaac, too. Could be worse, I suppose. Uh, shall sure. we wrap it up here with a little pick, pass, pray, Colin? Let's do it. Awesome. So pick, pass, pray typically is a draft scenario where I give our host and or guest, if there is one, uh, three different cards, and they then have to pick one, pass one, and pray another one comes back around. But in this scenario, I wanted to pick, pass, pray the six heroes in the heavy hitter set. So, Colin, oh, which hero are you going to pick, pass, and pray comes back around? Wow. All right. Well, I know. Instead of three options, I've given you six. So, 
All right. We're we're picking Betsy because beautiful. She's my girl. Yeah. Love everything about Betsy. The vibes. It's giving just good, good vibes. <laughs> Strong, good vibes. Hell yeah. We're definitely passing on Olympia because, as we've noted, he's just too generic. I understand that he's probably very good, but <laughs> in flavor and everything, just, just like manila folders <laughs> of a character <laughs> uh, and then i'm gonna pray that my uh my boy reinar reckless rampage comes back because cool because i love him i think that's that's awesome love that uh for me i think you know and i'm looking at i'm thinking about this as like what is my my pre-release what am I ho really hoping for? My first draft, et cetera. I am also going to pick Betsy mm. for sure. I think that is just a, a great vibe to embody. And then I'm definitely going to pass Victor Goldmain. I don't want mm. any of that business. If I'm guardian, I want to be party guardian. Uh, but then for me, Partying. I'm really praying that... KO wheels around the table and I can be getting all the might tokens and kind of making yeah. a lot of value off of five power cards and that sort of thing. So that's kind of the, the energy I would love to come back around for me. Armed. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. That sounds, I, I would have picked KO if not for my previous relationship with Reinar. <laughs> if you watch Toxic Tips, you would know is the hero I cheat on my husband old him with. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, you know, <laughs> shout out to Kasai, a close Ooh, personal friend yeah. of mine. Uh, I do she's want... She's going to be good, man. I yeah. She's going to be good. I do want to play her, but just kind of in the streams a little bit. We just didn't see her hero ability really popping off, you know? Nobody was really banishing two cards, which is maybe harder in uh, a limited environment. But then why print her for that? Are we just printing her for the top part? I don't know. But anyway. I mean, the the calling winner won on Kasai, so. Totally. There's something there. Yeah, totally. But, Powerful hero. Absolutely. Yeah. De feels like she will be a big part of the heavy hitter meta as well as the CC meta after heavy hitters. Yeah, I think so. That's what I mean. I think all of these heroes are, are could be viable in some way in this kind of open meta we have, which is what you would want out of a new set, you know, yeah. is to have that, just that type of action going on. 15% more heroes now. <laughs> Yeah, which is fun. Uh, so anyway, I think that's our episode. We're almost at two hours here. Uh, I can what hear day. Levi, who has to live in my house now because his got flooded uh, in the background. And we're watching True Detective for the first time. He is, not me. Uh, and he fell asleep during the last episode. So 
we got to catch him up on some stuff. <laughs> Did, are you starting with the first season? Yeah. And then skipping all the rest? Yeah. The and, then <laughs> and then we're going to start again at four. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Which is the true way to do it for sure. The true Hell detective, yeah. true way it's to do it. It's the true detective way. Yeah. That's right. Totally. It's been good. I haven't been, we've been enjoying it. Dude, so I can't believe how well, because I've only watched it once and I was like, ooh, geez, decade ago. Is this going to hold up? Is this going to be too like male energy? HBO tits everywhere stuff. <laughs> and it definitely has some of that, but is an excellent show. It's so well written and the acting is so good. Matthew McConaughey yeah. is just one of the greatest roles ever. You know, Maria keeps pointing out who is my wife, person in her own right. She's just like, I can't believe how weird he stands and walks around he's doing such a great job and i'm like yeah he's kind of got like uh nerd vibes <laughs> yeah you know just go to a calling and that's like how half the people walk around yeah although definitely a uh <laughs> i mean in that show he's not the most handsome he's a little, yeah he's a little grimy so that's true fit in it yeah <laughs> you like I a mean, man on the sure. edge of reality <laughs> You know, Ooh, you know, on on the edge of several realities, I think. Yeah. But, anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, check out our time snap cast on <laughs> True Detective. True Detective Night Country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was pretty fun. All right. Well, this was so much fun, Taylor. Thanks for, thanks for letting me be a part of this with you. <laughs> You're. Uh, ordained by God to be part of this podcast at this point. So uh, I'm required to be here actually. Yeah, yeah so, totally. So, but, you know, yeah. thanks for making it less of a chore and more fun. For oh me. dude, totally. It's always awesome to hang out with you and, uh, thank you. I also needed this evening with you. And so hopefully you at home are feeling the vibes that we had mm. in this podcast and, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of you. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Attack Action Podcast. Good night and goodbye. Good night.